This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Presented by BetMGM. All right, good evening. Welcome to Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Or wherever you catch your podcast, Brandon Sprague back in after a week off uh, with my great co-host, as usual, Lucy Burge from the BetQL family, the Daily Boost podcast. You can catch it uh, Monday through Friday, and she's on all our great platforms, as our, our great shows on our platform as well, uh, on Twitter, at Lucy Burge, on Instagram, at Lucille Burge. Lucy, good evening. Nice to see you. It's been a couple weeks. How uh, how you been? How's the weekend been? Yes, good evening, Sprague. Very happy to have you back. And every February 26th, I all day have this nagging feeling like today is something. Today about this date is something. And I realized, I remembered today, same thing as every year, what it is. This was Tom and Giselle's wedding anniversary today. So this that was today, and this is the first one that they are not together, which was sad. But what is happy, Sprague, is baseball is back. And I could not be more thrilled about this. And it just, the spring in my step this weekend, Friday watching the Red Sox games, watching videos on Twitter across all baseball teams. And that's it's only spring training, of course. But I had so much fun just watching all the footage of all these games. And people are talking about baseball again. People are talking about rule changes. And it looks warm there. And it was just a whole new mood. It's snowing in Boston, but I was so happy seeing all of this. Oh. How, how have you yeah. been, Sprague? I've been good. It was uh, last weekend was interesting. We had a, a getaway situation. And then um, this week's been interesting because here out in, in Portland, uh, in Oregon, we, we don't get snow often. We get snow probably once, two, maybe three times max a year. Most of the time it's like it comes down but it doesn't stick. But I can tell you right now, if you've never been to Portland, Oregon, if it snows and it sticks, you're screwed. Like we, we have no, we have not prepared ever for the snow properly. We have this like super against, we will not salt our roads because too many people complain how bad they are for your cars. We don't have any infrastructure to help us when people are stuck. Like we had hundreds of people stay in their cars on Thursday night because they couldn't move and they're too far away from where they were going. Um, So it's, it's a little bit of a chaos out here. Luckily for us, it's melted now. Uh, I didn't really have to deal with it much. I just stayed home when I heard about it. Uh, but it's it's been nice. I'm with you. Like, I, I will get to some baseball stuff today uh, because, as you mentioned, baseball has been in the news. But um, it, it's been nice to at least look up on SportsCenter or the MLB Network and see our teams play, the Braves and the, and the Red Sox, and they made, you know, big waves of what happened in their yeah. game. And just to see the sunshine, I think, brings a smile on my face, knowing that at some point – in the next four to five months, it's going to be like 75 degrees here where I'm at. And I'm sure that's what you're talking about. It's just nice to have that warm weather or that reminder that, oh, yeah, the sun does exist. And it does shine sometimes and get warm. Exactly. This is one of the rare occasions, Sprague, when we're in the same boat weather-wise because there is snow on the ground here. It was snowing all day, like Friday. I can't even remember now, Thursday, Friday. So every day, every day, even today, a light snow coming down and the sun was out. I was like, are you kidding me? It is still snowing again. However, last night it was 
lightly snowing as the sun was going down and that was kind of pretty mm, if you are not in coming. danger it was very pretty but if you're not in danger if you have really nowhere to go if everything is safe it's really pretty and it's not if it's not below zero temperatures it's it's a nice thing snow but it is also nice to see sunshine at spring training and no the snow will melt summer will come as as quicker than we think and it will be here before too long so it, it was just it was nice to live vicariously through spring training yeah i know you're excited you're gonna go on a spring training trip here coming up soon we'll yes. talk about that a little bit coming up um but the weather being what it is it's funny because there's actually a football league being played not very many people are watching it but there is a football league being played but the weather still reminds me about football and we know in this business, football season never really stops. You know, the games have gone away, but the NFL offseason's here. The combine starts on Tuesday in Indy. Free agency, not very far behind it uh, at that point. You've got tag deadlines coming up. There, there's a lot going on in the National Football League. Mock drafts are being sent out. I, I, I think this is a good question by Zach uh, that he brought up uh, on the rundown. What is your biggest question? heading into the NFL offseason? It took me a while for mine, but it, I, I've come up with what my answer is. What is your biggest question of the NFL offseason? Yes, yeah, so this is a great question by Zach because I am ready with my answer because my biggest question and really only question right now because I think once this is resolved, everything else will kind of fall into place. Aaron Rodgers, where is he going? What is he doing? Will he go anywhere? Will he retire? And he was in your neck of the woods, literally. He was in the woods in his darkness retreats just in time for the snow. But as, as we were saying before the show, this darkness retreat, if you look at the website and you do a deep dive as I did into the website for this retreat, it's not just a cabin in the middle of nowhere where you're in the dark, you have no choice but to stare into darkness, you can turn the lights on. It's a nice room that is heated. Of course it would be heated, I think either way, it'd be inhumane if it was not. It has a bed, you got a bathroom, you got a nice shower, you got, but you can turn the lights on. You can leave if you want. So I have questions about my question because my question is what's Aaron Rodgers going to do. I have questions about how he's coming to this decision and if what he is telling us about his darkness retreat and his process is actually how it's going to be because is he, did he make my first question? Did he make this decision before going into the darkness retreat? Did he, whatever he's going to do, is it decided? And then he does this so he can say to all of us, I am better than all of you. And I can do this. I can do this very extreme thing to make my decision, therefore drawing out his process of making a decision so he can, as LeBron James did with his decision broadcast, make this a longer process and outdo that broadcast and make this weeks of people talking about him and where he's going to go. But I still, throughout all of that, that's a whole different thing is the, the darkness retreat and all my opinions on that. But I have this nagging feeling ever since Zach said this a couple weeks ago about Aaron Rodgers going to the Patriots. Every day, I think could more and more that's a possibility. I would actually love it. It would be very interesting. And the reasons keep piling up for why this could be a thing because Mac Jones is a little disgruntled. And they do have Bill O'Brien, which you could say they brought in for Mac Jones, which that could be a possibility. But Aaron Rodgers respects Bill Belichick very much. Mac Jones went behind Belichick back, essentially, asking around the league for help this past season, which, like, I, I'm on his side a little bit there, too. But mm -hmm. Mac Jones could, could go to the Raiders, and then Aaron Rodgers come into the Patriots? Could Aaron Rodgers go to the Jets? That's why all of these questions lead me to want to resolve the Aaron Rodgers whole thing before any other questions this offseason. So that is my biggest question, 1,000%. Where in what is Aaron Rodgers going to do? Where is he going to go? So before I give you my answer, um, I, think, I think yours is probably where most of the NFL world is centered on right now. Uh, there was a story from longtime Packer reporter Bob McGinn, and I had seen this report, I think it came out sometime mid-last week, that the team was disgusted with him and that yes, they were ready to move on. And ESPN's Jeff Darlington goes on television and says sources are telling him he believes he's going to be back in Green Bay. 
uh, look, I, I think it's really fair to just sometimes Vegas, and I know this is a show centered around futures bets. So let's use the futures bets right now. What do the futures bets tell us about Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers? They say Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers together plus 3,500 to win the Super Bowl next year. Does that sound real? Even if you don't think Aaron Rodgers is prime Aaron Rodgers anymore, that he's taken a step back, 3,500, 35 to 1 is pretty big. The Jets, for example, without knowing who their quarterback is, are 25 to 1. And so I think we use the odds and the futures bets here. The odds makers don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be in Green Bay. The, the Dolphins, the Broncos, they have the same odds to get Aaron Rodgers uh, as, 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 uh, as Green Bay. And, and the Rams and the Jets have, have better odds. So I just I think you look at the futures bets and the futures market, and it's screaming to us that Rodgers is not going to be back in Green Bay. Funnier things have happened. We've seen, you know, guys we think are gone and not coming back. They've been able to return. But I, I think it's interesting. You bring up Aaron Rodgers, and it seems like the center of the universe in the NFL world is at least thinking about this because it may be the big domino for them. But if you read the futures markets on this stuff, Lucy, the futures markets in Vegas do not believe Aaron Rodgers will be a Green Bay Packer, which basically sets up where my thought is. It's, it's, it's a little Aaron Rodgers-esque. But it's a little more broad than that. Who's going to win their quarterback woes? Which team currently looking for a starting quarterback or needing to decide who their starting quarterback's going to be is going to come out victorious in this? I'm looking at Baltimore. They've got Lamar Jackson. Are they going to tag him? Are they going to exclusive tag him? Are they going to trade him? Are they going to pay him? I look at the Niners. Trey Lance is going to come back next year. Brock Purdy appears to be out for the coming season because of this injury delay and the inflammation delaying the surgery. I look at the Jets. Jets have a great roster. I look at the Dolphins. Two is up for a contract extension. Hell, Green Bay's got Jordan Love if Aaron Rodgers is dealt. And so I think, Lucy, mine is, is kind of centered around what yours is. It's just more open. Like, which team will win their quarterback uh, search? Because what did we see this year? I mean, at the end of the day, Philly was great. Jalen Hurts is really good. You lost to Patrick Mahomes. So it, you need that position to be solved in order to go win the Super Bowl or at least get to the Super Bowl. So mine is pretty simple. It's which team is going to figure out their quarterback woes right now. Right. And that's a great question because that, I think, also is could be solved by what Aaron Rodgers does. But I would say of the teams, like excluding Aaron Rodgers, I would say the Ravens have the the biggest potential to be the winner if they just not give Lamar Jackson what he wants, but come up with a compromise that fits everybody perfectly. Right. And they have the ability to do that. They have the ability to retain him unless he has his mindset on not being there and he keeps bluffing or or upping the stakes and saying no to everything he's offered. But I think the Ravens have the biggest opportunity here to win their quarterback woes and come out on top and be the team that lands the quarterback they want, because I think they should give Lamar Jackson what he wants, but if they just do it, they're just like, all right, we're just going to give you what you want, what you think that you deserve and what they should think he deserves as well. I think the potential for them to win the, they have the pieces and it's just a matter of retaining Lamar Jackson. So I think they have the biggest opportunity to win the, the quarterback woe competition competition I was gonna say contest competition but the 49ers is also a very intriguing situation to me because you would think Brock Purdy he could be the guy but with this injury I think throws a, a wrench into everything I feel like mm -hmm. no it, it definitely does I Trey Lance to me even with Brock Purdy stuff and I, I know he's injured but I kind of just looked at the Niners stuff and even with the run that they had I feel like this is kind of the year. It's much like Green Bay with Jordan Love, only he's a year ahead. It feels like this is the year they're going to try to figure out, is this the dude or not? And if he's not, yeah, you paid a hefty price to get him. But what we see in the NFL all the time, teams wiggle out and figure out how to change you know, pieces and assets, and they accumulate it when they lose their coaching staff and they move on. Lamar Jackson in Baltimore is another great one. They're 25-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl right now. There's been mixed reporting. There's been... Uh, Lamar was heavy in helping them pick Todd Munkin. There's been the opposite. Lamar had no say in Todd Munkin. 
I asked a guy of mine, uh, Andy Bunker, who works for the Odyssey uh, station in Atlanta. I said, hey, you guys pretty excited about potentially getting Lamar? And he said, I'm kind of tired of it. I said, why? He goes, I don't think we're getting Lamar. And I said, why do you think that? And he goes, is Todd Munkin really going to leave a $2 million a year offensive coordinator job at Georgia that he'd never lose to come to the NFL to coach God knows who, to coach Tyler Huntley? And I never really considered that, but I, I thought that was a good point. I think ultimately they're going to tag him. But, hell, even if it's not Baltimore or teams like Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, Lucy, it's as simple as what are the Bears going to do? They have the number one pick. They're on the clock. Many people reporting they think Chicago is going to keep Justin Fields. Then you got Todd McShay hopping on TV, and Todd McShay's like, I'd take Bryce Young and I'd trade Justin Fields. So I, I, it's the yeah. biggest question in this league every year is who's playing quarterback. Biggest question. And it's interesting you say that about Atlanta because there was a – I only saw two tweets about this, and I think it was real because somebody got a video of it, screenshot video, of the Falcons team store had a Lamar Jackson jersey. Am I remembering this correctly? And then took it down right away, but somebody got a screenshot of it that they were starting to sell it. And then they took it down right away. And people were like, wait a minute. What do they know that we don't know here? Something's up. But I guess it, 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 the people were saying, is it fake? But somebody was like, it's not fake because I got this video of him scrolling down. So things can be Photoshopped. But this seemed pretty real. That It was probably just a, a quick mistake. But it was interesting that they let that happen. And interesting to read into things like that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's little little signs everywhere if you can if you can read them right or find the real ones for sure. Um, we'll have to wait and see. So it sounds like, Lucy, you and I, our two biggest questions at the offseason are kind of the same. It's what's going to happen in the quarterback market. Yours specifically about Rodgers, mine basically about the whole thing. Uh, we'll move on from the NFL. It was a big weekend in the NBA. Your team on primetime television on Saturday night. We'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about some baseball. Loaded show, Back to the Futures, back with more on the BetQL Network. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Before history is written, Played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Check out BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. I'm not in on Kyrie to the Mavericks. The West is open because of the key word you just threw out there, if. It's, well, the Grizzlies, if. It's Clippers, if. Suns, if. Mavs, if. I mean, that that's why this thing is right. wide open. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. With Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. I think the time to bet the bears in the futures markets is right now. <laughs> I actually think that's the time to bet them. <laughs> I, the, I agree the, with you. It's just the a team sentence. that can't win. Is it so crazy that the bears can be the Eagles next year? You Better You Bet, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sports bettors, wrap up your day with BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Starring Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew on a BetQL network. You're playing the AL Central, right? And you got to pick yeah. one win total. White Sox bounce back here with all that talent. 83 and a half. Twins, 83 and a half. Or Guardians, 87 and a half. 87 and a half for the Guardians. You're going back to the Guardians yeah. this year? Sox will let me down like they always do. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. 
BetQLU in the action is here to make you an expert come March. John Calipari has had to do more X's and O's coaching, and that's kind of throwing them off a little. It's a seven-hour live college basketball betting extravaganza. You just <laughs> talked about people being due and betting on being due. Don't miss the action every Saturday from noon to 7 p.m. Eastern. This is going to be a different level of competition for him down low in the paint. It's BetQLU in the action, presented by BetMGM. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. I don't know if you've seen this, Chelsea, but according to ESPN, the Jets are perhaps making a play for Aaron Rodgers, who is somewhere right now in a dark space with no stimuli whatsoever, figuring out his future. He said he's going on that darkness retreat, said this on the Pat McAfee show, but the Jets, they've already hired Nathaniel Hackett, who is Rodgers' offensive coordinator in Green Bay. Now he's the with the Jets. Jets owner Woody Johnson has already said, look, the only thing we're missing right now is a quarterback. We know Zach Wilson is garbage. Like, didn't Robert Sala say that Zach Wilson should take some time off for football and go read a book? Like, like he's when your head coach says, don't even worry about football. Zach, just how about you read for a while? I, I would love if Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets. I would absolutely love it. There's a possibility this could happen. The Daily Tip, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back in. Back to the futures here. Lucy Burge in Boston. Brandon Sprague here in Portland, Oregon. I hope your guys' weekends and evenings have gone well. Uh, Running through the gauntlet of the National Football League as much as we possibly can in a segment. Talked a lot of quarterback stuff. Um, Let's transition. We'll get to some baseball to wrap up the show. Lucy's got a trip coming up that she's pretty excited for. Uh, We'll talk about the new pitch clock that's uh, making its way through Major League Baseball conversations. The batters have to be in the box by the eight-second mark. If they're not, it's an automatic strike. My Braves struck out due to this rule, so we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, spring training is going on, but uh, the National Basketball Association, man, it's hot and it's going right now. We're we're winding down the season. We're fighting for standings. You know, there's less than 20 games left in the season to be played. And what a weekend we've had. We've actually got Minnesota Golden State happening right now. Minnesota's up in that one. Uh, but we had Phoenix and Milwaukee. And without Giannis, the Bucks beat the Suns. And then that was followed up by LeBron and the Lakers coming back big against the Mavericks. But before we talk about those games and some of the other storylines in the NBA, uh, Lucy, how about your Celtics last night? Down double digits. Tatum doesn't have it going. Jalen Brown is a madman keeping his, you know, keeping the Celtics within striking distance. Al Horford's hitting threes. And we almost had one of the crazier sequences I've ever seen in the leagues, uh, in the league in my life where Tatum yeah. hits the go-ahead shot. And with one second left, Embiid heaves like a three-fourths court shot, and it just he drains it. But he was like a tenth of a second too late, and the Celtics get a big road win last night in Philly. So because of this, I, of course, was watching this, but because of this, I have not lost a bet since Thursday because I had Celtics minus one and a half as one of my three bets. And I struggled spring that morning with, do I take the Celtics to cover or do I take the Sixers? Because I was doing some research and looking into this and I thought, well, the Sixers could maybe do it. I don't know. But then I thought, you know what? I'm also taking Bruins money line. I, and I had Hornets plus five also, they covered for me, thankfully, but also I was like, I'm going to take the Celtics minus one and a half. This feels right. This feels good. And so I did. And then watching that game, I couldn't believe it. The roller coaster of the end of that game with Jason Tatum. I couldn't believe it. I was Jason Tatum is a god. He is a legend. And then the Embiid shot. And I was like, stop. You can't be serious. My heart. I think stopped. I think it did. And I, and then it started again when I had to calm down and realize, okay, it didn't count. Didn't count. Like, okay, it just relaxed. It's okay. Stabilize everything again, because my bet would not have, but I, I kind of, if that had gone in, it would have been interesting. It would have been a play for the ages. It would have been a sequence for the ages, but instead what you get is Jason Tatum as the hero 
jersey signing, takes his jersey off, runs off the court shirtless. An Adonis running off the court after winning the game for the Celtics. I couldn't stop watching that. He looks amazing. I am just stunned by the Celtics team, and I have never at any point during the season been more sure they are going to win the NBA Finals. Well, I mean, right now, Lucy, they're they're the favorite in the East. They're they're at plus three hundred, or the NBA Finals, excuse me, is plus three hundred. The East is plus one twenty. I mean, that's yeah. I'm not shocked by that, but Philly put up a good fight last night. Now, look, I'm a big Embiid person. I think Embiid's great. I personally, I would have liked him to win the league MVP last year. Uh, I would totally be cool with him winning it this year, though. I know that is uh, Nikola Jokic, but um, I just I can't buy Philly. Maxi was really quiet last night. Uh, Harden, you know, Harden's kind of at this weird stage of his career where he can be a good player, not necessarily a great player. And I, I, I think they need a little bit more. Um, so I just don't know if I could take Philly serious. What I saw today from Milwaukee, I, I, you know, I turned mm-hmm. that on. I was excited. Some 10 a.m. basketball. Here we go. Finals rematch from a couple of years ago. And Giannis is resting. And it's unfortunate because, you know, this resting conversation has been existing around the NBA since Greg Popovich did it with the Spurs years ago. But it's really loud right now. And, and I just don't find Giannis to be a guy who's going to sit just to sit. Like, he's a guy that I think is no. sitting because, well, the team is – the team advocates for all of this stuff. It needs to be said. Like, there was a great uh, Twitter thread this weekend from Nate Jones, who works for one of the agencies in the NBA. And he works with Damian Lillard out here. And he went on this big rant, and I'm surprised how many people aren't aware that resting is a team thing, not a player thing, because Steve Kerr came out a couple weeks ago and was like, yeah, we, we decide the rest. We're the ones who make the decisions. It's us. It's the training staff. But people continue to latch it onto the players, and the players are soft, and the players don't want to play. So not having Giannis this morning really sucked, but you still got the Bucks who won their 14th straight game against Phoenix, who came back and took the lead late. And then uh, Drew Holiday was a madman today, and he hoists the, the Milwaukee Bucks just past the finish line ahead of the Phoenix Suns. But right now, if we look at the East, and I don't take the Sixers seriously, it really feels like the one and the two seed are in a collision course to face each other in the East Finals right now. And that, did it feel like that to you, or do you see maybe does an, is an upset brewing with Cleveland? Can Philly catch Mm. Uh, can Philly catch uh, Milwaukee? Like, do you think this is going to be Milwaukee-Boston in the East Finals, or do you see another team emerging? No, I see it Milwaukee-Boston, and today scared me a little bit because, not a little, probably a lot, because as soon as Giannis got hurt, I thought, okay, well, so the Bucks will maybe skid a little bit, and then when Giannis comes back, pick it up, and maybe that'll open some things up for the Celtics. Then they can have some confidence there. But they're still winning without Giannis. They're still winning 14 in a row. <laughs> so no matter yeah. what, the Bucks are good. The Bucks are solid. They are going to be fine, which scares me because I do think it will be Celtics-Bucks and I do have a future on the Celtics to win the East. And I got that at plus 140, I believe. And I bet that in person legally. So that was exciting. Not in Massachusetts, but in Connecticut. But that was one of the only ones I've placed bets I've placed in person. So that was exciting. And I don't want it to be ruined. So I would really uh, like it if the Bucks could maybe just lose a few games here and there. That would be very nice. But today was really just solidified. This Bucks team can still win without Giannis, can still win no matter what. And I do agree with you on Giannis not resting just to rest because the way he talks about playing basketball and the way he talks about the game and just talks about everything really is very impressive and it makes you stop and listen. He is someone who, he's a leader of course, but you just, you stop and listen to him because he's so cool and he's just so great. And that's why I hate rooting against him and he scares me, but this Bucks team now scares me even without him because what they are doing is impressive. So I do think it will be Celtics Bucks. And this was, this was something else today. 14 in a row is something else. I don't want to lose track here, but I just want to make a random common observation. I'm very disappointed of what you just said. Uh, what you said was you went in person and made your bet legally. And while I know you guys just got legal sports gambling in your great state of Massachusetts, and that's I'm happy for you guys because we've had it out here and it's it's been fantastic. 
I'm disappointed because if you follow Lucy on Twitter or Instagram, she probably every day has a like a, a what would you say a 30 to 45 second video where yeah. it's it's her coming coming down in higher end fashion, showing us the great outfit, you know, the the red bottoms and the the great shirts and the pants and and she's like, here's my outfit. It looks like it's freezing cold every time you do it. And then you give us sports <laughs> picks. I'm disappointed yes. because I like imagining you in one of your really nice outfits sneaking to an alley to find a bookie to be like, hey, $20. I want the Celtics at minus one and a half. And I'm kind of disappointed like I'm visioning you walking to an actual place that's legal instead of meeting like, I don't know, Hal in the middle of a, an alleyway somewhere in Boston. <laughs> Well, Sprague, who says I don't do that? Because that was just one bet I placed. And, and it was just one in person at a sports book. That I should have said as at it, the only one I've placed. No, one of the only ones I've placed at a sports book. But who says I don't do that? Where where am I walking? Who knows? Maybe I'm walking to an alley or to a, a back. Sometimes I am actually in an alley when I do them. So maybe I am walking to Maybe okay. he's right up ahead. And I'm like, okay, I, I just right. gave these bets. So I'm going to bet all these three. And I give him my cash. And maybe that's how it goes. That that could yeah, have just no, been uh, I, I, spoiled all the secrets of the videos, but that that could be how it goes. And uh, I think that that should be what's done. Just put the chinchilla on and and lay the bets in the alleyway. Uh, we're gotten bucks. Don't I look like I'm walking to a bookie? That coat. That's why I'm like walking to a bookie in that fur coat, which is my favorite coat ever. And I'm just like, hey, and I'm you know just in sunglasses. That's why I wear sunglasses inconspicuous so of course no one knows who i am as i post a video of it <laughs> uh the bucks are plus 500 to win the finals plus 185 to come out of the west so not far behind the celtics and uh we'll see we'll see what they can do um once Giannis gets back i think it changes things but boston's gonna have home court probably and they've got two elite scores in tatum and brown uh you add horford to the mix and it's it's just tough uh before we get to today's game are, are we just Jokic is going to win the MVP and look, Denver's the one seed in the West. All right. I, I, I give a lot of respect. I'm a guy who stands up for players like Nikola Jokic, right? You tell me Tim Duncan's too boring. I tell you, shut up and watch greatness. I don't care that he doesn't smile. I appreciate great players. Nikola Jokic is a great player, but I am in on the side of the basketball community that questions if we're going to give this guy the third straight MVP, which I believe I looked it up this week. And Wilt did it, Bill Russell did it, Larry Bird did it. Like, this is rare, rarefied air. And so Nikola Jokic, who's a, a minus 250 right now, think about that, a minus 250 to win the MVP. That is a huge favorite in that market. Might win his third straight. And I'm sitting here going, look, he's great. The analytics tell me he's great. His team's the one seed. I don't think the West is particularly strong. But, like, he's been to one conference finals. When, when are expectations and narrative-driven things that way going to be placed on him the way that they're placed on Kevin Durant, they're placed on LeBron James in year 20 even, they're placed, they're placed on Kawhi Leonard. You know, you look around the league, the, the Celtics will deal with this. If they don't win the championship, oh, can, can Brown and Tatum do it? Jokic just escapes that narrative. He escapes yeah. that conversation. And I just... If we're giving the third straight MVP to that dude for like the fourth time in league history, there better be an expectation of like get to the NBA finals bare minimum, right? Exactly. And it is so wild how no matter what, it's like, oh yeah, he's going to win it. Minus 200 is crazy. But for actually for betql.com, we gave our our staff picks for MVP this season. And it was basically the framing of it was who else but him? Like, it, it's going to be Jokic, so who else but him? So we had to pick somebody else. And I picked Giannis because I am a big fan of his, and I look at, thank you very much, you look at his stats, and you look at what he has done, and it's hard to argue that it couldn't possibly be him if it's going to be somebody other than Jokic, would it be Giannis? I looked at Jason Tatum, but you look at the numbers, and it's like Giannis. It, if not him, Giannis is what I would pick for that. He plays defense. Like, I, I think that's the argument against Jokic. Jokic is going to win this because the analytics tell us he's, you know, one of the all-time legends. I, I don't even disagree with the numbers. My point is, like, when you do something like that, three straight league MVPs, 
It's a big effing deal. And it's only yeah. happened at less than a handful of times in league history. And this dude either is eliminated in round one, two, been to the conference finals one time. And we're just like, what? Jokic, Jokic. It's like Giannis is a, maybe a defensive player of the year candidate. And he's carrying his team on offense. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a random tangent. It's a random little thing that bothers me. I've watched basketball my whole life. And I, I, I push back on some of the narrative stuff that gets driven with that league. But on this particular subject, I got to be on the side that's like, can he get to an NBA finals before we give three straight MVPs? That's probably not going to happen, yeah. but it's just something this fan that's been watching basketball his whole life would kind of want to do. Lakers get a big comeback win. They were down 27 points, Lucy, today. What do we make of the Lakers? AD was awesome. LeBron with 26. Uh, J- Jared Vanderbilt, who they just traded for with a monster game on the boards. Uh, are we buying the Lakers at plus 155 to make the playoffs? Only one game back to the Pelicans who have stumbled and fallen on the face uh, since Zion got hurt. Oh, I would more so buy in on them now than I did earlier today when I checked in on this game. The one game I really just kind of randomly checked in to prepare for this, but also to look. They were losing by so much that I was like, yeah, no, the Lakers are done. Okay, so ch- check that one off and, and chalk right. that up to a loss. And then I saw this. This is incredible. Before this, teams were 0 and 138 when trailing by 27 or more points this season. LeBron did it. You th- it. Well, LeBron had 26 points, but it matches the largest comeback win by a LeBron James team in his career. This is, this is uh, when it comes to comebacks, this is not small potatoes. This is impressive. This comeback today, which just like, oh yeah, that just happened. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I'll say this before we uh, move to some baseball stuff coming up here. I don't know about them being a, a real threat to some of the top end teams in the West. But if, if that's the Laker team you're going to get, it's not a team I'm particularly excited to play. And Anthony Davis plays like that. That's It's a different team when he can stay healthy and play like that. Let's get to some baseball stuff. A lot going on in Major League Baseball. We'll talk about it next. Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. What is the Chicago Bears price to win the NFC right now? I, I have them circled, 66. Like, okay, so like, what is news and information that is likely to happen going forward? The star quarterback of their division is very likely to be traded out of the division. What price is going to go down? Rodgers gets traded. They have infinity dollars to spend in free agency. They have the number one pick in the draft. These are all things which could cause a price drop. <laughs> like, it's just, I mean, like, because it's either, it's either, we'll see what they do with the number one pick. If they trade it for a ton of picks, the, the Jets got an insane price boost off of their four first round pick draft last year. And they didn't, people didn't even know they nailed the picks yet like they have no idea and they also have infinity dollars also yes and even if roger stays i still feel like the price is going to drop you better you bet 3 to 7 p.m eastern from the betql network always live on the free odyssey app Sports bettors, wrap up your day with BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Starring Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew on the BetQL Network. Juan Soto could be in for a monster year. And there's a reason why he's the favorite of plus 550 to win the NL. Do you think it takes away, like, just because they're so stacked, though? Do you worry just because there are so many dudes in that lineup? I mean, it is Juan Soto. It is Tatis. It's Manny Machado, who also wants a new deal. So you know he's going to be extra motivated coming into the season. It is. But but if if Juan Soto stands out, then it's the opposite. It's like, look at all these guys and you still played better than all of them. Exactly. There we go. Texas A&M minus one and a half. I really thought that we had a shot with that half-court shot. Yeah. Uh, hit, hit it the shot clock. Was not to be no. 68-63. Tennessee <laughs> fails me. And uh, I kind of deserve it because I faded them this weekend against Kentucky. And so uh, they got their payback against me. But it's all right. It's all right. Damn that. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. 
Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Jinx, I think that sounds like a great bet. Your bets are always so awesome. Thank you, Chelsea. I appreciate that. You're welcome. What would you like to talk about now? Texas? Yeah, actually, I would. (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) Perfect. Let's talk about the Texas message boards. How about that Manning brother? The one that you like. Archie Manning? He's not even one of the brothers. I think he's a teenager, and it's not creepy at all that you know everything about him. This is not how AI works. I'm paying for the upgraded version. The upgraded version, not the one that takes... See, you you couldn't even do a robot without going into your own personality because you started to act like it was good, and you started taking shots at me. The Daily Tip, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern, on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back. Man, back to the futures here. We talked uh, some NBA and some NFL. Lucy, let's dive into Major League Baseball, the storyline out of Major League Baseball. Spring training is here. Uh, I have two co-hosts going to spring training. You're going down to Florida coming up, and you can talk about that trip. And then my radio co-host out here, he's going down to Arizona uh, next week, and he's going to catch some spring training games in. So smarter people than I are heading to the warm, sunshiny climates to to go watch some baseball but the big talk out of major league baseball the pitch clock is here we've got a pitch clock now there's 15 seconds to throw a pitch the batter has to be in the box by the eight second mark if he is not that is a strike and the pitcher has to throw the pitch so it's rapid fire baseball so far and it's controversial but so far the average length of these games is shorter than what last year's average length of games were what have you made of the narrative the conversations out of major league baseball with this new pitch clock yeah well i couldn't be more excited about all of this first the trip but also also the cactus league to go to arizona that's the smart play because it's a dry heat florida a damp humid heat so it's fine it's still heat but arizona that's that's the money right there that that dry heat but this could not have been a better introduction to these new rules because they're causing chaos. And I personally love watching chaos. I love watching storylines and narratives and and chaos unfold when it comes to things like this, because the way that Red Sox bridge game ended like that was outstanding. So the way that, that the rules have been implemented, the players have to really get used to this. This is going to take a lot of getting used to. And they're saying it on, I think, for broadcast teams, for teams, players themselves, umpires probably, just everybody, fans included. It's going to take some getting used to because the way that game ended, because you've got a situation where the, the game is tied and then you strike out on an automatic third strike and that's the end. That's it. So when this is implemented into regular season games, it's going to be chaos times 10 because those games matter. So what we've seen so far is this happening, but it's kind of like, it's, it's a practice run, of course, but we're not that upset. It's not, it's not the real feelings that we would have at that time when these games are real because they don't mean anything in the standings. It's fine. And also the Red Sox won the game. So I was happy about that. But if they didn't, I'd be a little bit more bitter. The rule that I have not really noticed or have no real opinion on, haven't seen any changes with yet, really, the base sizes. I don't really care as much about that as I thought I did. But also, I think once the season starts, Mm. maybe I'll realize it more. Because once they introduced them and they had that little like media contingent around where they put the bases kissing each other with the smaller one on top and the the bigger one, I didn't realize how big the new bases really were until one reporter put the base next to an actual pizza box. And that's when I was like, wait a minute, these bases actually are huge. This is a big difference. But in the game that I haven't really even noticed that one so much in conjunction with all the other rules. So that's one I will certainly be looking for. So I, what I would say too, on that base note is 
it was kind of like I thought it was more of a goofy thing when I saw the base in a photo uh, a couple of months ago. I'm like, oh, OK, of course we're doing this. But I did yeah. think of it from a fan perspective. So one of the best players on the Braves this year is Ronald Acuna, right? He, he, he's one of the best players. I'm wondering for guys like him, is he got more of a chance to do the 40-40 thing? Because, you know, that the, the, the 30-30 and the 40-40, like, that's rarefied. That's stuff that you don't see anymore in Major League Baseball. And I just wonder if, like, bigger bases, they've also, I think, cut down on the amount of times you can throw over to first to, to hold a guy. And so, like, yeah, those two equations in, do you get more base stealing? Which, personally, is, as a sports fan and a baseball fan, I would love more base stealing. I think it's – I don't get why more people don't do it. It's very frustrating that teams are so bad at it. Uh, I, I think it could maybe introduce more base uh, stolen bases, which I think is good for baseball on the pitch clock, particularly I, I, I'm not really bothered by any spring training outcome. I know you guys in Boston, you've been losing a lot. So you're happy to win a, a, a spring training. Oh, I, game. I, they've already, they haven't won a, lost a game this, this year spring in this calendar year. The Red Sox have not the, lost a game. Yeah. That is all I am looking is. for. I couldn't be happier. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There's cocky Red Sox fan happy about spring training results. So, but what I would way. say though is, I, I saw I, I follow some a decent amount of people that are like diehards. They they watch all the games, and a lot of them are Mariner fans out here. So you know they're, they're Mariner fans. But like I saw a lot of pushback to this, and I was kind of I wasn't surprised, but I was kind of more curious. And it's it, their point is it's the valid point that's been made the entire time about this conversation, even before it was the rule. You why? Well, who are you? Who are you catering to, right, Lucy? Let me ask you that question. Who is baseball fan catering to with the pitch clock? Who do you think they're catering to? So I would think who they are catering to and who they want to cater to the same thing. They want to cater to the younger audience who has a shorter attention span and will promote uh, if they can on social media, a younger audience to bring youth back to baseball, I think is the goal of major league baseball right now. And I think Hmm. that's what they're doing with, with the pitch clock and all of these things that are shortening the pace of play. And I think, I think you're right. Okay, I think I think if Rob Manfred was on our show, he would probably he'd say the same thing, something like what you just said. My only pushback on that, and like I'm I'm one of these like if my team is good or even great, I'm I'm watching a lot of their games. If my team is in a tank mode and they're not good, I'll catch some baseball here and there. I don't need to see it. I'm kind of like I'm one of those kind of baseball fans. But the person you're talking about, do they exist? I guess is my question. Like, if you like baseball or you love baseball, you're either catching X amount of games that you always do or you're watching all the games. But if you don't like or love baseball, and we assume that they're trying to placate to some of those people, is cutting the game down by 12 minutes really going to do it? I, You know, I, I, I don't know if it is. I don't know, I don't know good... if somebody that's 24 is going to go – Hey, the games are only two hours and 17 minutes now. And they used to be two hours and 41 minutes. Like, I, I, I just, I'm not saying it's a bad thing for baseball to do this. I'm kind of personally excited for it. But looking, stepping away from it, like, I just don't know if they're getting the people in on baseball that aren't watching baseball. I don't know if that person exists. You either like or love baseball or you don't. And I don't know if shortening the game by 12, 13 minutes is going to change much for that. No, that's a that's a really good point because when I say like younger and a younger audience, but then I didn't think like the younger audience that isn't even watching yet. But my thing with that is the biggest criticism I hear from people who don't watch baseball say they don't want to watch baseball, turned off by it because it is too slow and the games are too long and you're att- you, versus watching a basketball game where there is action every second. When you watch a baseball game now, but having watched a lot of baseball games before, not coming in fresh, the games the past three, two, three days have been not too fast, but noticeably so much faster so that you don't have time to be looking at your phone. You don't have time to be doing other things, which is a good thing. I think the pace I am all for, I'm just going to say the pitch clock, I am 1000% for it. My process of, of it being introduced, my opinion changed very drastically because of the way it is shown on the broadcast. 
I do not like the big pitch clock over to the left in sight of the pitcher, in sight of the broadcast. Hated that because it's like you're distracted by the pitch clock the entire time. But you put it up on the little score bug, it's going to change. Now, it changes it for, for us as baseball fans, but does that change it for a fan who has never watched baseball before? Imagine you've never watched baseball before. You turn on – I don't know why you'd start with the spring training game, but let's just say you do. You turn on the spring training game where the pitch clock is huge right to the left there. And you're like, what is this? I saw someone tweet that <laughs> it might have been a bit of a joke, but said baseball is now unwatchable RIP to America's game. Great job ruining it because the pitch <laughs> clock, <laughs> the pitch clock is the right clock. there. So big. And it's, it is distracting. And I was just thinking it's like watching a movie with subtitles because you're watching the pitch clock the whole time and not watching the game. And it's distracting for, for everyone involved. But if you just move the pitch clock, I just think it will take some getting used to. And I think eventually people who don't watch baseball because of the pace, because of the optics that it's a slow, boring game will gradually start to move more toward it. And I think it will even in a small increment work. And, and you might, you might prove to be right. I think that's what we got to wait and see is who's right here. Cause I'm not convinced as, as Chicago tells us back uh, who's, you know, they're helping us produce all over. Good point. 25 to 40 seconds in the NFL between plays. They did a study on this a few years ago. And I want to say it might not be exactly this, but there was something to the effect of like baseball actually has more live action in a game than the NFL does. Like at the end of the day, you either like the sport or you don't. You either consume the sport on television streaming or you consume the sport on your phone with House of Highlights or any other Instagram account that you follow. That sums up the game in like eight plays. I, I, it just feels like baseball is eliminating a lot of things here and it might again prove to be right. But one of them I thought about too, and we talked about this before the show started like RIP to Vin Scully, but in a way you kind of killed the Vin Scully broadcaster. We, yeah. we don't have a game anymore where the guy is telling us some random cool story because there's 15 seconds you don't really have that kind of time. You can do it. Maybe if it's like a 6-1 game in the 7th, okay, and there's nobody on. Even then, though. But I think it, even then. I think you've eliminated even then, it. You, so I, I, you have the rules plus the rule violations that the announcers have to keep up on and be like, oh, well, that's a violation right there. Like, and so many things yeah. are happening at once now that you're absolutely right. Broadcasters now have to be every second jam-packed. It's it's um it's something to kind of monitor, but it's it's exciting, it's new, it's different. Maybe it'll be great for baseball, or maybe they'll find that oh yeah, people that love baseball, we kind of ruined it for them a little bit, and people that don't 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 really care much about that difference. Well, more on this, Lucy. You have a trip going to Florida, and so I do. We are actually out of time, but I know you're excited for that trip, and we'll have to get a feedback. We can talk about uh, it next week. That. Next week will yes. be the day before I leave, so we can talk about it then. Great. We will talk about Lucy's trip to Florida. She's going for some spring training baseball. We'll have Zach on because we'll talk some uh, college basketball. We had some buzzer beaters all over college hoops this weekend. And so we we inch closer and closer to uh, March Madness and the tournament and the brackets. Uh, but that's going to do it for us. We covered the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball. Lucy, it always flies by. Thank you guys for tuning in. Follow Lucy on Twitter, at Lucy Burge, and listen to the Daily Boost. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network. Bet Nation will be back on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetM.